Yeah, welcome to Football Podcast. My name is Ahiz Anthony. For the transfer updates, football gist, and I'm not here alone. I'm here with the regular guys. And we have a debutant on today's podcast. But before we get to our debutant, I'd like to introduce the normal, the regular guys, which is um, Chimamaka Anokwe. Chimamaka Anokwe, what's up? How you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. It's good to be here again. Good, good, good. Okwe, what's up? Very well, very well, thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for us to introduce our debutant, Adi. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Food Podcast Transfer Updates Edition. So good to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be here. It's my first time on any podcast, so you guys are my first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm permitted to say this. Oh, let me don't say this. Let me not use the word. Let me not use the word, but... We're, we're honored to usher you into the podcast world of football. Into yeah, podcast world of football. So I know we'll be having you on our podcast on the reg. It's good to have you around. And for the record, Adi is a Manchester United fan. I, I, I don't know why we just keep. Well, I don't know why we just keep having Manchester United fans on on, on our podcast. Tony is a Manchester United fan. Tony is a Manchester United fan. Samet is a Manchester United fan. Um, it's um, it, it's almost becoming like a cult. I think we need to do some screening. Deepo is a Manchester United fan as well. I think it's only it's only um Chimamaka that is standing alone as a Chelsea fan. Exactly. And you said this is not a cult. Maybe young young cults. Chelsea's cult world. You're the only, you're the only member there. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good to to have you guys around. So we we'll go straight. So where do we start from? Because we know general transfer, oh, general transfer window. There's so there are fewer fewer transfers. But I think a club has been busy this transfer window which is Arsenal do you want to start from Arsenal or do you want us to take us do you want us to take the other stories before we get to Arsenal or should we just start from Arsenal yeah but as well as start from Arsenal Arsenal seems to be juicy currently so yeah so let's dissect that yeah so let's let's open the floor for for Adi Adi was saying something earlier that Arsenal tweeted about Socrates exit from the club but they yet to tweet about um, Ozil, but we know Ozil is under or still quarantining in Turkey because he has to go through the normal process of quarantining. But Ozil, we know him. He has been on Twitter posting so many pictures on Twitter on Instagram about his 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 um what's it called his his eminent move to Fenerbahce. Adi, what's your take on Ozil's? Did you think Arsenal did him wrong, or did you think that was the best thing for Arsenal to do? It's very, it's not clear to say to anyone who's in the wrong or who's in the right right now, but um, from the way I've been looking at it, Ozil is painting himself in the good light. Yeah. I know that some people that are like, they are probably like that, they're probably like, oh, I'm doing all this, so you guys know that it's not my fault. Yeah. So all 
the blame is going towards Arsenal now, but we don't know the true story yet. So I, I, I can only maybe Okoye has more insight on that because he's the Arsenal fan. But what I can see and dissect, <laughs> Arsenal are, are looking like they're in the wrong because Ozil is doing all he can. He's still tweeting at Arsenal and saying we'll forever be, we'll be an Arsenal fan, a supporter, and all. So let's wait and see if the story comes out. Papa is so madly in love with Ozil, so I won't be surprised with his analysis. No, look, I, I need to be realistic, to be honest, because we don't know a lot of things that have gone on behind the scenes. You know, one thing we've just been hearing is just potential rumors. You know, we've heard different stories about him being exiled from the squad by Rahul Sanheli. And then Rahul Sanheli left the club, and then Ozil is still being exiled from the squad. And then, you know, it was so absurd when Mikel Ateta came out to say that Ozil is not in the squad because of footballing reasons. And then Arsenal was suffering on the pitch because they did not have a creator. I mean, you cannot see the difference while Mr. Drew has not been part of the team. So definitely, it's not because of footballing reasons. That's not why Ozil was exiled from the squad. Yes, he did have issues with Unai Emery. Unai Emery probably felt like he wasn't working um, as hard as every other person. He was exiled by Unai Emery. Freddie Jumbeck didn't play him so much. And then when Ateta did take over, he was playing. He played a good number of games. Had a brilliant start to 2020, you know. And then after the pandemic, to the restart of football, no mess with Ozil. But I think the worst part about it is the fact that he was involved in one of the friendly games. So Arsenal fans were looking forward to him playing, and then all of a sudden, no mess with Ozil. And then you say he's not part of the squad for footballing reasons. I really don't get that. So, and concerning him, concerning Arsenal not posting anything about his departure, I just feel like probably Pen has not been put to paper by Ozil. And maybe Arsenal is just playing by the books. They want everything to be official in terms of um, his medical and then actually physically putting pen to paper. So, let's just wait and see. Hopefully, by the weekend, I think everything should be sorted out and probably his own building as well. And then you can actually see a proper goodbye from Arsenal Football Club. But then, let's just wait. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to the Tell all. I'm looking forward to maybe also the story. Yeah. Exactly. You can just make a surprise on us and say, oh, I have a tell all book now and it's going to tell us every single thing that happened. I'm so curious to know what exactly went down behind closed doors. So looking forward to that. Maybe the story might change next weekend. Let's see how it goes. Okay, Chumamaka. We have Chumamaka calling in from from the other from the other side of Lagos because we can activate his video right now. He can't join us with the video mode. So he's calling in through audio. Chibamaka. Yeah guys, well, I I totally agree with guys what what you've said, what Adia said and what Ogwe has also said. Well it's a good one for for both parties. That's at Arsenal and Ozil. Being that it finally we're gonna eventually see Ozil play football again and Arsenal has actually moved on from Ozil, so it's good for both parties. As I said, we would all be very, very, very happy to see the unveiling of, of whatever happened behind closed doors that, that brought about the uh, asking Ozil from getting getting James. <laughs> so eventually, but at, at the long run, at the long run, you realize, oh, 
it's good for both parties. Ozil is going to be playing football. Arsenal wouldn't be doling out 350,000 UK any longer. So it's a win-win for every one of them. But I'll be happy when we know exactly what happens. But for now, it's a good deal for, for both parties. Well, for me, I think I have an opinion, Jay, even if I'm, I'm currently <laughs> episode. I'm, I'm not permitted to say my own part of the story. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but that's all that's going to be different. You know, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I've never supported Ozil from the onset because the fact is, no player can be bigger than the club. We don't know what exactly happened. We don't know the story behind, behind. Because, like Oppa mentioned, Ozil played a couple of games for Ateta. Then, after the pandemic, all of a sudden, um, Ozil was asked out of the team. Definitely, there was a reason for him being asked out. You know, I said to come and trying to manage the whole situation, saying for footballing reason. And you know, I was on Plus TV the other day when I said, if if Ateta is saying for footballing reasons, there are some players in that team for footballing reason that should be asked out of that team. Example, William from Chelsea. Yes. Chumamaka, I said it. William from Chelsea. Because you guys sold us one like with... To, I, would like, I, would, I would like to cut you short today. Don't say William from Chelsea. Chelsea is not playing his wages. He's Arsenal's William. When he was at Chelsea, he was playing a Chelsea way. And he was performing in a Chelsea way. Well, we as Chelsea fans saw his lapses. Arsenal said they wanted and we gave him. So it's your headache for you to drink your Panadol. It's not a Chelsea thing. So don't, don't start William to Chelsea any longer. It's now an Arsenal problem. So shut yourselves out. The Panadol, the Panadol, Panadol can even cure this headache at this time. Panadol cannot cure it. <laughs> so, like as I was saying, so for footballing reason, which I know, I know Arteta is just trying to manage the whole situation. He doesn't want to put it out there, but we know what is going on. You know, just to allude to Okpe and um, Adi's, Adi's um, opinion, we can't wait. We're waiting to get to know the truth of what really happened. Because for me, even if I'm an Arsenal player currently, I will be scared that will this that happened to Ozil also happened to me in the future if things go, don't go right. That's an example of Saka, the Nigerian boy, and ESR, Emil Smith Road. They're playing good right now. So what if anything happens in the future? Is this Arsenal is going to treat me as a player? So I think Arsenal too, they should have come all out, come up with an official statement because not, there's nothing new under the sun. Ozil won't be the first player that has done anything wrong and for the club to oust him out or cut him off. Let everybody know what is going on. But, you know, the whole secrecy around it is what is really, really baffling. But we, we hope to hear from Ozil when he fully signs because I know he will talk. I know he will come out and say what the reason is. But Arsenal, they're looking at um, this guy from Real Madrid, Odegaard. Okay. Is that a deal that Arsenal should be looking at? Another you young, know, um, young and promising. I'm, I'm kind of indifferent about the deal. Or should I say it's a wrong move? Why is that? Because Martin Odegaard is someone. Yeah, he's a promising talent. I'll say he's still promising because he's yet to prove himself at that high stage. He had a brilliant season with Real Sociedad. And then Zidane decided to bring him back. You know what? He's been at the club since he's been 16. Always been sent out on loan. Okay, yeah, had a breakout season with Real Sociedad. Um, had a nice partnership with um, Oyazabao. Adnan Yanuzai, you know, they basically created terror in La Liga last season. 
Now, brought him back into the team. Beginning of the season, Zidane actually altered his playing style for Odegaard. Zidane started to play a 4 3 1. And it didn't prove to be pivotal or successful at all for Zidane. They were losing games and they were losing vital points. And immediately, he started to ask him from the squad, go back to usual 4 3 3. That's the reason why Real Madrid are where they are currently. Yes, they are not fantastic. Yes, they are inconsistent. But they are playing much better than when they had Odegaard on the team. And honestly, he cannot even compete with any of their wingers. We're talking about Hazard, Asensio, Lucas Vasquez, who's also a great makeshift player for them, mm-hmm. you know. And he doesn't, he can't just see himself in that sport. Now he wants to go out on loan. I still have Emmy Smithrow, who is playing fantastic football currently, who is working hard for the team. I don't think Martin Odegaard has the same work rates as Emmy Smithrow. It will be difficult for Odegaard to blend into the Premier League. Odegaard lacks upper body strength, um, which you can actually see from Kai Havertz currently. That's one major reason why Kai Havertz is not playing fantastically well for Chelsea at the moment. I'm just wondering why he would want to loan that type of player. Really, I don't think Arsenal should be going for that type of player. I think Arsenal should be going for an experienced playmaker. Yeah, I was about to say that. Leader. I was about to say that. Yeah, and there's someone who has been on their radar for a long time. That's Rodrigo De Paul of Udinese. And um, look, he's an experienced player. Someone who can play as a number ten, number eight, number six. You need that type but of don't, don't you think? Player. Don't you think this? Don't you think this Odegaard deal is just a smoked screen? They know who they are going for, but they just want to, you know, so at times some of this um, deal, they just try to bring another deal that will distract people and distract whoever, and you just, no, they will just go for whoever they want to sign. No, actually, I don't think so, because the first target who everyone has been talking about has been Mbondia, who mm. plays for uh, Norwich City, but then Norwich want about 14 million to 15 million pounds for him. Which is crazy. In January. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't, without due respect to him, I don't think he's worth that price tag. Yes, we know the transfer market is absolutely ridiculous right now, but is Mbondia worth 15 million pounds? No, I don't think so. I mean, we signed uh, Thomas Partey for 45 million pounds. Why would you sign Mbondia for 45 or 15? million pounds it makes no sense to me so i think they are actually desperate right now mm-hmm. because they need to cover for endless metro Milan has tried to play in that position has not been forthcoming at all Waste. so you know Milan is not even an option so if Metro is not playing what happens to us now that is the problem yeah. why would you want to learn much that for second half of the season and i'm not so clear about the rules about learning two players from one club in one particular season, that's another thing that might be looked at. So maybe that deal is not feasible. So I was talking about Rodrigo in the product, someone has been playing fantastic football for Odinese for like the last four to five years, very consistent, broken into the Argentina national team, and he's a great player. Someone who Arsenal should have signed, who I wouldn't even have an issue with, is Dominic Chibetsalai. But then they were so slow with the deal, and obviously they were not willing to play hardball. And just look at that, I really like it, snapped him up. Mm-hmm. Before January transfer got open, yeah. so that position is a huge problem for us now. I really don't know what they are going to do, but then uh, look, for it's me, just I, a matter I, of I time. I feel that deal will be that, that position signing a player for that position will be done in the summer, it's not going to happen this January. Adi, Manchester United, you guys are flying. Pogba's fantastic goal yesterday. For me, I just want to ask a question. Whatever happened to Odion Igalo? 
because it was it was it was in blistering form for you guys for Manchester United and all of a sudden it was just the same treatment that was meted out to Ozil was meted out to to, to Igalo. It was it was it was it was what's the word? It was X'd out of the squad. But though was it part of the EDL team? Was it a registered right player? Now. Yes, he's registered. He's registered. Okay, so what, whatever happened to our own striker, Nigerian? As, striker? as as a Niger as a Nigerian fan, I'm, as a fan, I'm really disappointed. First, I thought I was going to see him against Watford, you know, because only promised us he was going to play at some point. Yeah, and it was like he's going to play. So I, I don't thought he was going to start or maybe come in the second half. But you know, my you know Manchester United, they always try to give ourselves a headache. We should have been comfortable in the first half, scored one, two, three goals, and then bring him in the second half so he could play against his former school too. Mm. Probably his last match for Manchester United, you know. But I think from I listened to the Manchester United podcast and Odion was on. He's so emotional about just wanting to play for my so I, I think even if you just even if you have to clean their booty, I think you just will stay there to the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> because he was so passionate, he's so passionate about this school. It was like you know when but, you but you wouldn't blame me. That's that's his childhood childhood club. Absolutely, yeah. So you don't blame me. Give me a chance, give me a chance to clean clean shoes with my. I will do. I'll run there right now. And yeah. Do it, you know, but but you know, but I'm saying that he's a professional. Your football, your football should be the major thing that you should be about. I know you're a fan at all, but that's what that's what you get. You get, you get paid to play, mm-hmm. and if you don't play, then nobody's nobody's watching, nobody's looking at you. You're not even you, you can't get picked for the. But that's that's a problem. Sorry, I'm good. Everything. He has problem with the national squad. You know, he might not play for the whole season, but you know he has his spot in the Nigerian team. Whereas other international players are traveling, they are telling their managers, I have to play. Because I have to, I have to be in the national team. I have mm-hmm. to be getting looked at. So that's, that's why Sancho is trying to run back to England, so I can see, so that the manager can see him play, and so he can have his, I can have his spot in the squad. So as a Man U fan, I'm and a Nigerian fan. I'm happy for, I'm happy he's there, but. As a Nigerian fan, like I'm, oh, I'm not happy to see him leave. Is he going to leave this January? Absolutely, he's leaving. He still is ends by the end of January, so okay. I'm expecting him to leave. There's no renewal or there's no extension. No, no, no none at all. He's not even making the bench anymore, so I don't think there's any any need for that. True though, but is Manchester United look, looking at signing any, bringing any new addition this this January transfer window? Because yes, Manchester this United they are, they are flying. I feel the problem, the problem that is there for Manchester United is. Uh, Fernando, oh sorry, Fernandez. Fernandez, you know, he has been so. He has been so integral to to Manchester United ever since he joined. Fantastic signing, but he has been so loaded this past few months. Is there is there anybody in that team that could that could step in for him or whatever? When, whenever he gets injured, we're not praying he gets injured, but should in case yeah. because these things happen, it's football. So, is there any possible replacement for Fernandez in that team? Well, the, the only possible replacement that we have for him right now, sadly, is Lingard. It's Lingard <laughs> to play in number 10 position. Laughing, it's not funny. It's, um, we have Lingard, and then, of course, Lingard we have Mata. Wants out. <laughs> 
I think um, Mat- Mata's contract ends in June, the summer, so and we have option to renew for one year. So let's see how that goes. But concerning for now, I don't think we have any prospects, any signing that we have to make in January. Yes. I think Manchester United are good. They're, they're, they're so good. They're comfortable right now. So playing well, playing fantastic. Ole has been able to integrate. For now. Yeah, for now, for yes. Now. yes. For now, exactly. But credit credit needs to be given to who is due or whatever the team, Manchester United, they're due, they're due to be given credit because they've been fantastic. How many games Absolutely. now? They've, 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 Ole has been able to look for a way to manage Fernandez and Pogba in the same team, and Fred too is doing fantastically well, and um, they, they, they are just they're just doing the best. But there is a team in in London, the Wayne Blue. But they say the sky is blue, and you know their thoughts. They, they are fans in Nigeria, possibly their thoughts. That's what it says. <laughs> That's what it says. I'm just saying. Tengo Chimamaka's video is not on, so he can't see me right now. So Chimamaka. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up with Chelsea? Alright, I yeah, yeah, Chelsea tournaments are going on at Chelsea. The team is in shambles and there's so many things that are not supposed to be happening are happening. Now I, I want to add to what um Adi said in Manchester United. I think they, they, they brought in uh, um Amadiello. So I think he's gonna do well at, at in YouTube too as well. So talking about him, Fernandez, if he's injured, we hope he's not injured because mm. the, the energy at which Fernandez shows in every game is what every manager wants to have in his team. So there's a different hunger. He's been so, so fantastic. Fernandez, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He has he has brought so much to the Manchester United. Presently, it's not like they are playing exceptionally well, but you mm-hmm. realize that they are grinding out results week in, week out, which is key. Yeah. So now, I, I think I think with time, with more victories, they, they eventually get a balance. So that's what Manchester United. Now back to Chelsea. With Chelsea, good. We don't have. We, we don't expect coming in, but we expect going out because we have so many players who, if I start mentioning their names, you'll be surprised. They're still Chelsea players, and some of them are going out like the Danny Drinkwater who should be out on loan this season. <laughs> then we have Barbara Mann as well. So that name, that name, that Danny Drinkwater name also. makes me laugh anytime you mention that name. But continue. So, <laughs> So, so these are guys who we are not seeing on the front scene. We are seeing them at, at behind closed doors. So at least they are footballers too as well, and they are also going out on loan, which is good for their footballing career. If they really want to push that. So with Chelsea presently, there is nothing going on. All we expect at Chelsea is just a balance in the team, and we have a manager who, in my own opinion, no disrespect to any every any Chelsea fan out there. My own opinion, who we have a manager who presently lacks tactical knowledge and that, that that has been his yes that has been his undoing i'm a chelsea fan and i'm telling you from everything i have seen okay, we need to, okay we're recording this so so hold it i'm gonna hold you to it Chimamaka, no, because when chelsea now no, starts no when chelsea now starts another winning streak you say oh lampard is capable lampard is the best is the best guy so i'm gonna remind you of this i'm gonna remind you of this podcast yeah. Now, 
I'll try to correct you here. Um, Lampard was at Chelsea for a full season, and he decided to bring out a winning formula, which actually worked for him. I will call it an outright winning formula, but he actually got a blend of the players he would like to play, and we are grinding out results. At the beginning of the season, what was our, our own doing was we kept on playing the same way. We are not seeing any tactical um, know-how from the manager, but. If you compare, I'm not, I, I don't like comparing, but with Ateta at Arsenal, despite the fact that we are losing games, you are seeing the tactical approach at which this guy approaches these games. It only means when he's lacking something, he knows exactly what and what to do. Mm-hmm. It comes out good. Eventually, they might not give you the result, but you see that even despite the fact as now they are not bringing in results, they are playing good game. Eventually, they blended in. They are sitting in well, and they are knocking out teams as it is. It only means this man has an idea. All he needed was to have a balance with the kind of players he was going to use. And if you remember in our some of our, our, our previous podcasts, I talked about creativity in Arsenal's midfield. I'm sorry I'm talking so much about Arsenal. But eventually we are we are seeing we are seeing um um Emil Smith Rowe doing the job. Nobody's complaining. It only means in that I'm, for me, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you. I'm, I'm not gonna give credit to Ateta on that because no. It was it was a situational it was a situational change because he heard the fans the fans cried out people people even 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 football pundits mentioned they mentioned it until he had to accept to even try Emil Smith Rowe in that in that role and when he tried Emil Smith Rowe Emil Smith Rowe took opportunity it wasn't as if it was Ateta's um, doing so no Ateta listen Ateta is the manager he can choose to listen and choose not to listen is his choice well it was good he listened so, though the, the fact he listened and he's walking is it not good for you as an arsenal fan are you not happy you're seeing that happening happen you are seeing yourself grinding out and playing good football that's all we're talking about now in the in the, in the, in the back to the chelsea team what what will are you there chimamaka no Okay, those who are let's let's know those who are performing and because as as it is this season we've not had a starting eleven. A functional starting eleven. I don't know what's going on, but we've not had a functional starting eleven. Today you see Jules starting. So the next game you see Tammy Brown starting. Before you know anything, you see Timo. For God's sake, need all we need is consistency from our manager. Just give us a constant 15-man squad that you know will do this job, and you're good. Before you know anything, you start using one, two, other three players. But for now, let's get this. If you have to bench um, Hakim Ziyech or bench Timo Werner to start to start um, a Tinoan journey, I'm good with it. I, I don't know if you get one of yeah, 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 I, I, I said, I said, I said, if you have to start a Tinoan journey. To bench a happy ZH. So be it. I'm good with that. So, uh, I, I need to come in there because I don't totally agree with Chimamaka. Look, when it comes to Chelsea, you can't put the blame totally on Frank Lampard. Look at these players. You're giving them opportunity after opportunity. Most of these players have not seen it. Uh, take a look at Luigi. The time when he was giving a good run in the team, he did perform. And then in a big game where I expected him not to be dropped, 
Frank Lampard goes ahead to drop him against his former club, obviously he would have been filled and determined to actually score a goal against Arsenal. I'm sorry to cut you short. You said, you said, and we all know, we saw Giroud, whenever he was given the chance, he took advantage of it. Now, what problem, would it be a problem for him to maintain this um, striker in the next game? Is it going to be a problem for him to continue this guy? That's not the fault so, of Giroud. But then the problem is when he then brings in other players who have been playing consistently. Now I'm talking about the likes of Timo Werner, Tammy Abraham, Kai Havertz, who has had a good run in the team as well. Recently, Christian Pulisic has had a good run in the team as well. These players don't repay the faith that the manager has shown in them. That is the problem right there. Yeah, and then we need, true. If you want a team to be successful, it's not just going to, you're not just going to rely on individuals. At the end of the day, even if you do have outstanding players, good team football is what's going to get you the good results at the end of the day and the major trophies in the long run. So, you know, I'm not going to put the blame totally on Frank Lampard. Just like I said before my podcast, even his, and even Adi said it earlier, even his backroom staff, they have issues. Take a look at Judy Morris. If you, if you compare other managers and see the couple of players that they are always surrounded with, the best example of a manager who always had a brilliant backroom staff had to be Salex Ferguson. Take a look at all his ass- assistants from Steve McLaren, Carlos Quiroz, um, Mike Phelan currently. You know, he has had brilliant people in his backroom staff. Look at um, Sam Allardyce. He has had Samini with him for a very long time. Look at Pep. Had someone like uh, Tito with him. Great managers always have brilliant people in their backroom staff. Who is in Frank Lampard's backroom staff? I mean, without due respect to them, these are not people that you need to help keep um, a young manager in check. You know, these are not experienced tacticians who have been successful in other places. So a lot of factors are going um, going on at Chelsea. I, it's I, not just about I'm, 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 a whole I'm sorry to cut you short. Sure. Now, you're talking about all these guys. If I may ask, who, who picks the backroom staff? The manager, the manager does yes, himself. Manager does. So I, I don't see why why well I don't think you agree with me, but it's the manager. There's no how you want to talk about it. There's no how you want to define it. It boils down to the manager. So let's let's not forget one thing. No matter how terrible the players are playing on the pitch, you cannot send the whole the, the entire 23 man squad away. You send the manager and his entire crew away. So it boils down to the manager. If you're going to okay now, when when he when Lampard picked up the the debut job, he relieved um uh, what's his name Jordi Morris of the of the of the under under 18 18 um, Chelsea squad and he joined him there. It only means he saw something good in him. Now at the beginning of the season, he brought in he, he brought in Anthony um, yeah Anthony Barry who is a defensive uh, uh, yeah he, he's a defensive coach. Thank God Chelsea's defense is not as porous as that of last season because we see in fact Chelsea has not, has not considered I don't think they've considered about up to three four goals this season from aerial duels it only means that the person he brought in to do the defensive job is actually doing his job now it's now left for him and the other guys to do their, to play their parts Lampard is an ex-international Lampard is a Chelsea legend he knows the kind of managers he has met 
you know, these kind of managers, managers he has played with. So he has, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you should wake up one day and say he's not fit for the job. Yes, I will tell you he might not be fit for the job because he has not spent years. I won't say that because even uh, Pep Guardiola himself was picked from, from the, um, the, the junior the team. Team B, yeah. Team B of Barcelona. Yeah. I, don't know if you, if, I don't know if you understand that. And he was successful. So it's no excuse for anybody. All, all, I, all I'm saying as a Chelsea fan and, and, and as a pundit is Lampard should try as much as possible. It's not in my hands. He's just much to, to bring about a balance. If he has to offend people, to bring about that balance then so be it well i feel, I, I, I feel that's what okwetu is trying to venge but that's what okwetu is trying to see as well that the players too needs to the players as well they need to yeah, look okay. at themselves or at themselves yeah in the mirror you know themselves themselves which whichever one is correct do they need to Personally, also you know you, do it a, 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 a moment of reflection is missing mount he's the only person playing with his heart he's the only chelsea player i can tell you categorically he's playing with everything in him so if you have a missing mount in four five different areas of the pitch you will see what you, you, you will get results you're looking for because yeah. these guys are playing with their hearts i don't know if you get me like like now i i, I remember at the beginning of the season we were criticizing oligona Socia. then we were talking about um fernandez and the like you realize on the whole pitch Fernandez was the only person playing football. Well, everybody decided to yeah, Everybody had to be now that is grinding in results. True. So all we need is him to wake every other person up from their slumber. Then you you just from between from an eye, you see something things just start changing. But the players so too, they are, that the players to have to justify. To do, they have to justify why they are being paid. Their selection. Weekly, yeah. week in, week out. So you know, same thing happened at Arsenal. Pepe has not been it this season but same is on the bench exactly. so for him to make that first 11 he needs to make that justification to Arteta that yes I'm ready I've gotten to that level William that we thought was going to do magic William he doesn't even have a magic wand not to the extent of saying he want to do magic so William to have to prove to Arteta that yes this is why I left Chelsea to come and join Arsenal to win the Champions League in the next three years so you know because he said he's going to put himself into the plan of Arteta to win Champions League in the next three years. So he has to justify that. But other interesting, yeah, sure because, because of time, other interesting um, stories that we could have touched, maybe in our next update we'll touch it. Danny Ings, he wants to move to the Champions to Champions League club. And we're looking at Tottenham in that deal. Um, Danny Rose on the verge also of leaving Tottenham going to Turkey. Wolves as well, they're looking at signing another striker because we heard Jimenez and Jimenez is back in training but we don't know when it will be fully fit. Another interesting story, Ericsson, I don't know Adi, you didn't see that, Manchester United interested in Ericsson from Inter Milan, Adi. No, I have not seen that, so I, I heard what I read earlier was, was going back to Tottenham. Arsenal, but I don't think it's going back to us. I think it will be totally. I think this, this, news, this, this news just popped up on on, on Sky, saying Manchester oh, okay. United, yeah, Ericsson, Ericsson offer. Probably something Oli is looking at. 
looking for a backup for Fernandez. Who knows? I, I, I also think Leicester City too. Leicester City are also looking to bring in, bring in Ericsson, but they have their, their Ericsson's wage demand is actually their, their own the problem. problem. Yeah, right. So I think Manchester United, if actually they're really in for that deal, they'll be the best fit for him. Yeah, right. he's going to do a big toss between himself and Fernandez. Please, can, 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 can stay where he is, please. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want another 300,000 pound baby player while on our head again. We are just, we are just, we are just getting our poor bar back now. You know, and we don't have Arsenal is passing it. You know, when Arsenal the losing streak, they passed it over to Chelsea. <laughs> now, maybe yeah, the 300,000 exactly. pounds weekly wages will pass it to mind you, yeah. so suffer it a bit. No, it takes for money to ask my daughter. Yes, exactly, because Sanchez, Sanchez started this whole thing. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, let me just, can I just take it back a bit? No problem. Um, to what Shamaka was talking about, like, players waking up. I think if, if you are if you're being bought for that kind of amount, I don't think I have to tell you to wake up. You don't today. need to sleep. <laughs> exactly. I do not have to sleep at all. Like, <laughs> like I don't. I don't think I should be telling you if, if you play like Vernon or Harvest. Like you wake up, wake up. Like, come on. You know how much you bought. You know how much I got it per week. So I don't think I have to wake you up. I have to change you sure. to to play sure. football. You know. So that's what I just want to add on, on well, that slap I, I, I agree with you, but, but, but most times we make this mistake. What is the mistake we make? Because of the high price tag on your head, you expect me to come and perform. Sure, Maka, don't go there. I'm not going to allow you. I won't allow you land there. I will not allow you land there. I will not allow you land there. Let me tell you something. We, we, saw, know. we saw Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal. Yeah. Alexis yeah. Sanchez was playing and playing. He was, he was performing wonders at Arsenal. We know that. But he went to Manchester United and we are looking for him. But there were stories to, to, to back up the reason exactly. behind the poor performance. He never wanted to leave. He was ousted. He was he was he was ousted. He was he was ousted away from the Arsenal team. Wenger just forced out. He was forced out. He never wanted to leave. Are you are you gonna are you gonna look at him being forced out and accepting the amount he's accepting at Arsenal? That is the same thing you're talking about. Either being forced out or you went not not even forced out. His mind his mind was at his mind was set or his heart was set for Manchester City. Manchester City was the team he wanted to play for he wanted to play for Guardiola but all of a sudden you know Mourinho and his ways he came hijacked the deal do you understand and paid, and paid the money and that's now they were willing to collect the money from whoever was willing though the deal they had to now do a, a, um, a split deal with Mkhitaryan you know that deal was just a swap deal that deal was just one of the deals that never worked out and um, I don't want to go to the ball. You wouldn't imagine a player like Messi or Ronaldo. Ronaldo moving from Real Madrid to Juventus. And you're telling me he needs time. He needs to wake up. Nobody, you saw him. He went there. He started firing. So that's what we're saying. You know, if... Ronaldo, if you, you, you have just a Ronaldo. He just wants in the century. You, know that. you don't, you don't, get Ronaldo you don't give you don't give soft landing to players that are bought with high amounts of money you need to go there and start firing and i don't know why it's chelsea chelsea have been on the on the on the on the back end of signing players with a huge amount of money and it takes them like six months or one year to perform eg fernando torres it happened so, so what what was what, what, what was torres excuse 
But like I said, like I said, I think this thing is peculiar with Chelsea signing players and taking them months, years for them to start firing. That's why I had to cite an example of Fernando Torres. It happened to him as well. Fifty million. And after after Fernando Torres, what was the other game? Well, I can't remember. So talking yeah, about no, talking no, about Chelsea. No, you are, you so talking about Chelsea. Tomori Tomori deal will be sorted out this weekend with AC Milan. With AC Milan, rather. Yeah, so 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 that I think that's just a story that we can or that I can read out the transfer latest transfer update stories. But before we round up this podcast, there's something I want to ask everybody. It's just a fun fact. Is there a difference between highest goal scorer and the greatest goal scorer? Because the reason, the reason I'm asking is, all of a sudden, we we we, we knew what happened yesterday. Um, see our seven, you know, scoring is it seven hundred sixty-one or seven hundred sixty? Seven hundred sixty. Seven hundred sixty. So it has passed the what's that guy's name? Which can uh, yeah, forgotten. Sorry. So, so all of all of a sudden, you know, the, the fans on the other divide start coming up with narrative, different narrative of there's a difference between. I saw a tweet. I think I shared that tweet on on the group, on the Skype group, on the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, so I, I, I don't know. Let me just read the guy's tweets so that we can just talk about it. The round off. The guy said Ronaldo is a player with the most goals. But he is not the greatest goal scorer. Pele, Messi, Puskas, Jared Muller, Eusebio are all better goal scorers than Ronaldo. You could make a case for Ronaldo de Lima as well. CR7 only has more goals because he played way more games than them. So I want to ask, is there a difference between a greatest goal scorer and the highest goal scorer? Because I'm a bit confused. Nah, man, I, I I don't buy that because I think that's just an agenda to try and give more importance to all those other players. I mean, whose fault is it that Cristiano Ronaldo is a pure good athlete? Whose fault is it that Ronaldo put in a lot of time and effort on the pitch, takes good care of himself, and was able to play for so long? And score as many goals. Mm-hmm. Whose fault was it that Ronaldo was able to transition from being a left winger into a puncher, a forward. I can't even call him a striker because he's always in the right place at the right time. Even in terms of assists, he's still banging in the assists. What else do you want from the man? 760 goals. Look at all the big clubs he has played for. Look at what he did for Real Madrid. Come on, come on. No, I, I, no we shouldn't be entitled things like that. That, <laughs> that makes no sense. He said you can give an excuse for, for, um, for Ronaldo de Lima. Truth be told, if Ronaldo de Lima played much longer, took better care of himself, most likely his numbers will probably be the same with Cristiano Ronaldo. But look, one thing that you must keep in mind is that records are made to be broken. So for now, let's just enjoy this while we have it. We don't even know if till the next phase of life, if there will be someone who actually surmount Ronaldo's record. Adi, before Chimamaka drops his own. Yes, I, I, I believe that, that statement is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I've never heard anything as ridiculous as that. This, this is 2021, please. <laughs> Let's have sense. How can you say Ronaldo, Ronaldo is not, not a great goal scorer? What? That's, a, that's an insult to, to footballers around the world. Come on. He has done this around the world. Like, what else do you want from him? 
I think it's just ridiculous. I don't want to go further. So that I don't want to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my final say. Chima <laughs> Maka. They've said it all. What else do you want to hear? Whoever whoever dropped that that uh, that tweet or that message has an agenda and seriously needs to wake up. Seriously. He actually needs to wake up. You you don't have you don't get such kind of prayers every year. You don't get you you don't get an alpha an alpha breed. Of, of, of a poacher like Ronaldo every century. Man, no, sorry, I, I think it's just one one in a century, I believe. Mm-hmm. As, as, as we, we all know, records are meant to be broken. True. And Ronaldo actually had this in mind. He went for it and he took it. Let's, let's also not forget that Ronaldo is, if not the most disciplined athlete I have known in my existence as a human being. True. Very, very disciplined. You wouldn't hear him have brawl at the nice club or he's he overdrank himself to stupor or he's he's always talking about if you listen to, to the, the people who have played with him, they keep telling you that Ronaldo teaches them or or teaches them on the kind of diet they have just to take care of themselves. And you see, you see somebody's efforts, you see everything is putting into the pitch. I I, I remember some time back in the EPL when Tevez was talking about Ronaldo. And he said and Tevez said he tried to come early for for, for training. And meanwhile he got there I, I think about 30 minutes before before training commenced. And he met Ronaldo already already on the pitch. And he was <laughs> I, I, according to Tevez, he said Ronaldo was there an hour and a half before he even got there. Already sweating. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is somebody who knows what he wants. And eventually he's achieving that and some people are asking questions. Man, this is 2021. Let everybody, if it is profitable for man to have sense, to so let whoever said that, go and look for it. I don't want to mention the guy's Twitter handle, but not to give the guy no, the props. No, but the guy has Messi. No, the guy has the guy has the guy has Messi's um, pictures as his TP. So that was what I said. You know, when I started when I started this, I said I said the analysis came from the other divide because I know in the world presently is either you Messi. Or you're with Cyril Ronaldo. But for me, both of them are great footballers. But credit needs to be given to credit needs to be given to Ronaldo. You know, setting that record and stopping whoever was there. How many since when was the last year the guy had that record? I think in the 70s and the 80s. I'm not too sure. The guy that set the record. I, I don't think my father was born when that record was set. <laughs> so you, you don't expect very long time, man. In fact, they don't have a picture of the guy of the beaten man in in, in colored. It's all in black and white. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is this is more like how many centuries ago? No, 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 no. Whoever dropped that thing should go and have everything. I'm just thinking about the whole thing again, mm. and I'm like, wait, somebody calm down and fight. How many words? Are you saying? So are you saying they are, they are And posted. Is 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 he has scored? Say, trying to justify that there's a difference between great goal scorers and highest goal scorer. So the question I want to ask is: Imagine in a in a, in a, in a World Cup final, a Champions League final, 89 minutes, 89 minutes. There's a there's a corner kick. Now I'm taking it to the street. You know when we used to play sets back then that they say rock up or go. I don't know. Did that sound yeah. well? Rock up or you know? 
yes. in English, what do we call that? Go mouth scramble, right? <laughs> so there's yeah. a, the, the, you know, there's a go mouth scramble. And you're now telling me FIFA will say no, 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 because the goal is not a great goal. We wouldn't give the team that scored that goal the World Cup. Go and score a prolific or a better goal. Jeez, oh, come on, a goal is a goal. So if I hit the back of the net. Besides, you can't rule the fact out that Ronaldo has been doing some crazy kind of goal. Now we're talking about SCR7. Which athletes, even basketballers, envy Ronaldo's height in the air. Guys, scoring goals at such distance. It suspends. It suspends in the air. And, and you, please, can any other person define what a great goal or a great goal for is? I probably I don't know English so well that I cannot define it. You know, I don't know. You know when we play sets, when we're in primary school, there's one we use, Ogiric Bamila. Sorry, I'm using all this, Ooh, all this terminology. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's classic goal. It's when you use Ogiric Bamila, you know, it goes in. What's Ogiric Bamila in English for? For our listeners outside Nigeria. So what was what's the translation for what's the translation for Olago? I think I think I think it's okay, he flopped his line. Could that be similar yeah, to Olago? No, 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 it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sound as explicit as Olago. If I'm talking about English, I think Pigeon English is just the closest that can probably do this. That can do it. I said, earlier, I said, in background, please, can you describe what background means? <laughs> but you understand it. Exactly. Crazy. Ah. Yeah, that was Crazy, man. But it's nice doing this. Oh, sorry, can I can I quickly say something no before problem. for I don't know to round up. Yeah, no problem. Um what what is with all these legends and not wanting to let their records go? First it was Pele. Pele Santos said um Santos said uh, Messi didn't break the record. Now this afternoon I was reading Slavia Prague said Biscan had eight hundred and twenty one goals, but they counted it. Now uh, <laughs> Ronaldo has not broken the record yet. Come on. What's what, what with these guys that try to keep the records? Come on. But let it go. What can see you realize that even I'm trying to see um GMB actually scored greater goals than all of them put together. At some point, you get to that stage. When you hear that the president of Nigeria scored more goals. Uh, sorry, please. Than all these guys. Please. Please. Wow, please. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't hear that. Sorry. I, I, I don't know who said that. I, I can't go there to video to put that. Sorry. On, on the, on the, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to empty that place off, really. On that note, on that note, it's been nice doing this with you guys. It's been nice talking football with you guys. The transfer update edition on Footweek Podcast. It's a good one that Adi made his debut, and we hope to see more of you on the podcast. We hope to have Thank more you. of you on the podcast representing Manchester United. And I hope one day you meet Samiet, you meet Sunday, they're the Manchester United fans and Dikwa as well. So, from us here on Footwood Podcast, we say have a pleasant weekend until we come again on our next episode. Thank you very much. Cheers.